you by FEMA and the Ad Council. ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into your Thursday, October 10th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the Miller Lake phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So you're getting your drive ready, you're, you're, you're putting your seatbelt on, you're buckling up, you're ready to go. You're getting in the car, and I hope you're all heading down to Fat Patties. Tonight it is Inside Herd Athletics without Marshall University Athletic Director, Mike Hamrick. Instead, it's going to be Mike Kurtner. And I think he's going to talk soccer with Chris Grossi the entire time. So Chris is going to be there. They're going to talk soccer. Mike is in heaven right now. So that's what's coming up later after this show. And then after that, it'll be the Doc Holiday show. And Doc will be there. And if you have time, you can head down and uh, hang out with the coach, find out uh, what's coming up for this coming, this coming game with Old Dominion. So you've got all of that coming up, and that's going to air right after the show right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So with all that business out of the way, let's get to the show itself. Uh, yesterday, we didn't have a show yesterday because we made way for baseball. Thought we were going to have a um, an outstanding Game 5, NL Division Series. It was an elimination game. Somebody was going home. And what the heck happened? The Cardinals scored 10 runs in the first inning, and guess what? Atlanta out again. You know what? I'm happy as can be. I am so happy. The Braves get smacked around 13-1. to I am not a Braves fan, never have been, never will be. And you remember when the Braves actually won a World Series and they were touting how great they were and – I just remind Braves fans that the Reds and the Braves have exactly the same amount of championships in the 90s, so I don't want to hear it. I don't like the Cardinals. Don't get me wrong by any stretch of the imagination here. I do not like the Cardinals, but last night I was all in on that, so that was a, a sight to behold. And you know, While that was going on, I was watching hockey. Tonight we've got... A lot to get into because it's uh, Game 5, Tampa Bay, Houston Astros. That game's going to air on our sister station, Cat Sports, 93.3 and 1340. So more baseball action for you tonight. And, of course, if you uh, rather catch some football, we've got the New York Giants at the New England Patriots, and that's going to air right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, if you're not the pro type, you got college football action. Uh, you got a few games to keep you interested tonight. Bethune-Cookman at North Carolina Central tonight. That's on the U. Syracuse is at NC State. That's going to be on ESPN. Uh, UL Monroe at Texas State tonight, 9-15. That's also going to be on the U. So really the game you're probably going to be most focused in on if you're going to watch college football will be Syracuse at NC State. And that's an okay matchup. I'm not exactly in love with that matchup, but that's not a terrible matchup. Syracuse, NC State, you know, if looking for a college game on a Thursday night, I'm, I'm good with that. So that's what you got as far as college is concerned. Again, I'm probably going to watch a little bit of that 
Tampa Bay game with Houston. I'm going to watch that. Keep it. That's probably going to be my main focus. Watch that tonight. I'll listen a little bit to the Giants or Patriots. It really just depends. You know, I might do the reverse here. I've got the radio set up, so I might just listen to one. Watch Tampa Bay, Houston. Might keep an eye on that. Probably won't look at Syracuse, NC State. Maybe catch that on highlights. And then when we get to, of course, hockey time, it is going to be uh, me all over, all over the uh, NBC Sports Network. I think uh, the games are on the plus tonight. So uh, really, Thursday we got a lot to get into, and of course. We've got herd football coming up on Saturday, so we'll focus on that here in a few minutes because uh, coming up on the program today, we got Ted Alexander. He's the voice of Old Dominion, so we're going to talk to him here in a few minutes. But uh, I did promise you we would open the phone lines up. So let's do that. Miller, Miller Light phone lines, easy for me to say. Miller Light phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Mark is checking in from Huntington. Go ahead, Mark. You're on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hey, Paul, I just wanted to share with you some of the, the comments that I've heard out from some of the uh, the folks that are ticket holders, and that is at the beginning of the season, you know, it was kind of the perfect storm. We were we were thinking we might have a chance. We got a second-year quarterback uh, to play in this, uh, the, this ultimate BCS bowl spot that only goes out to one of the uh, other five, if you will. And, uh, you know, we stubbed our toe at uh, – uh, Boise, and we got smashed at uh, um, with Cincinnati, and, and then we we basically we choked at Middle ten- Tennessee. So we went from the perfect storm to having a storm. And uh, now I'm I'm wondering, are are we playing up to our potential, or is the potential we have all we got? Your thoughts? I think this game against Old Dominion is going to tell me a lot as far as. If it's true, there's just some mental breakdowns. There's some mistakes that need to be cleaned up, and they come out and they put together a really strong performance against Old Dominion. Then I think it's a little too soon to hit the panic button. Old Dominion comes in here, beats Marshall. Then you've got some bigger problems. I really believe that. But I'm willing, I'm willing to allow Middle Tennessee as a as a fan only because I know Middle Tennessee always gives Marshall fits. I'm not surprised by that. Cincinnati, that's a good team. I mean, let's be fair. Ohio State maybe did a number on them, but that's a good team. And um, it's mistakes. You look at that offense. They were moving the ball, Mark. They really were. They just had problems finishing. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. They just couldn't finish. So I'm hoping they've cleaned that up. But this is going to be the game that I decide here. Either This is going to be the game to turn the season around back to where you hope it might be or close to what you wanted it to be, or this is going to be the game that's going to indicate, all right, there's a lot of work to do. I think that's fair. Mark, still with us? Okay, sounds like we lost Mark. Um, I'm not sure that I'm hitting the panic button just yet, only because – the offense was able to move. Offense was able to move, just couldn't get get it done. And that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse at all for what happened with Middle Tennessee, the way that Cincinnati really just manhandled Marshall scoreboard-wise. It was not pretty to watch, and they jumped out on the herd and just really no hope, no chance whatsoever. But if – what Doc says is true, and 
that some of the problems were not on green. He got left out to dry a couple of times. And he had a couple turnovers that were his fault. And if green has made corrections and if this team has made corrections and if they do, as Doc said, just be yourself, just go out there and play, I think you're going to have an okay season. That's not good enough for a lot of Herd fans because it's East Division every year, Conference USA Championship game every year. That's the expectations. This year you're flirted with being in the conversation for an access bowl bid because you're playing Cincinnati, a team that's going to contend in the American, and we see that they are. Boise, a team that's always a contender for access bowl consideration. And you played well enough against them to think, okay, didn't turn out the way you hope, but this team could be good. This team could really make some noise in Conference USA. This team could win the East Division. This team could win the Conference USA Championship. So you felt, even though it was a loss, you felt good after that Boise game because you're just you're disappointed more than anything. And then you come down to earth. After Cincinnati just lays it on you, you come right down. Whatever high you had, whatever euphoria you, you had, just came crashing down. And then after that, what happened was you go into Middle Tennessee thinking, okay, Marshall's better than this team. This team has had some struggles. Marshall should come off this game as loss, the chip on their shoulder. They let a lot of people down. They should be mad. They should take it out on Middle Tennessee. They go into Middle Tennessee, and the energy's not there from the crowd standpoint. You don't have it good or bad. It's just it's there. And they move the ball. They're making some plays. They're, they're getting the ball down the field. But then they just can't finish. And then they create some of their own problems with turnovers. They shoot themselves in the foot. And, and I know that's the narrative. But it's true. They did shoot themselves in the foot. Did Middle Tennessee beat Marshall or did Marshall beat Marshall? I mean, that's the big question here. We'll see if Old Dominion, if there's any signs of cleaning that stuff up, improvements. That's that's really what I'm looking at. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We got Bill checking in from Huntington. Go ahead, Bill. You're on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Yeah, Paul. Uh, against Cincinnati, um, you know, despite what the players said and uh, uh, coach said and all that other stuff, I watched about the Cincinnati game about one and a half times through. There was a huge disparity of talent, and that was true on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Along with uh, Marshall, really doesn't appear to have all that much speed on the on the offensive unit at all. There's, you know, despite the long pass to the tight end last week, it doesn't seem as if there's any real game breakers besides somebody wasn't involved. Uh, uh, X wasn't even involved in the offense last week, except as a. Uh, uh, decoy, one run, and about three or four penalties. So I don't think that Doc's done a really good job of putting together a roster for this year. I wouldn't compare this roster to Cincinnati and say that um, – let me re, let me walk that back a little bit because I guess what I want to say is Cincinnati's good. 
Cincinnati's obviously yeah, better. Yeah, it, they're good. I mean, if you're comparing years, Marshall, ago, yeah, you're comparing Marshall to Cincinnati. Ago. You're uh, yeah, Absolutely. Cincinnati's going to win. That's that's they're going to win. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And we're ten years into we're ten years into the program, and uh, you know I, I would expect against the Cincinnati or something like that that you would be um, at least be able to play them nose to nose and not just be you know absolutely non-competitive with them. You know, you'd think that. So that's, I mean, it's like I say that for, to me, you know, again, against Middle Tennessee uh, State, I think Marshall was, was more talented, but it wasn't a wide gap or anything. It's just, you know, it's like I said, I don't think the roster's that good. Well, the, the narrative is that they beat themselves. I mean, that's what you've heard. These these kids are are saying that they you know they need to make plays. They beat themselves. Right. Uh, middle didn't do anything special. I mean, you, we heard that. And what else are these kids going to say? And, and then you look at the stats because uh, let me pull the stat sheet up here. Of, um, get oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Against yeah. middle, they they moved the ball. Yeah, they, they did the well. Ball. But you know, there's you know on a critical fourth and one, um, you know, Doc and and Cramsey gets. Uh, uh, rocks don't at them because they're too conservative on the fourth and ones. Well, every fourth down they went for, I, I agreed with the decision, but every, you know, on a particular fourth and one important fourth and one, the offensive line came up very small. <laughs> it's, it's not true. Maybe missed assignments, but, you know, at this, against Middle Tennessee with, uh, I don't know, it seems to me you should be able to pick up a yard whether you're taking a shotgun snap or, or under under the center, but the, that offensive line got blown up that play. I'm kind of the mindset you know, that like, um, I, I would have taken the easy points. To be honest with you, um, I mean it's because um, you look at their last the drive. So I've got the drive chart right here. Downs the last six. Um, right. The drive ended on downs, 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 and then uh, two consecutive interceptions. Well, you can make the argument go for th- go for three, but on the other hand, if you if you make if you get your fourth and one right there, you know, I, I think I think you put your uh, your uh, the old shoe in their throat. So I'm not, you know, it's like I said, I I don't disagree with the decision. I do disagree with, you know, you should be able to make a fourth and one against a, you know, a middling at best, you uh, conference USA team. You know, you should have, you should be able to manhandle somebody. So, what's that say about Conference USA? Like that? that either the talent level at Marshall has dropped, or the talent level at the other schools is now comparable to a degree to Marshall. I mean, which one? Which narrative I, do you go with? I'd go with both. <laughs> really, the Conference USA is dookie if you think about it. And if Marshall's not, you know, like I said, if Marshall was. I think the closest thing that that Conference USA has to a face to it, and you know we we're not all that good. I mean, we had a fair season last year, you know, won the bowl game, didn't win the Eastern Conference or anything. I mean, Eastern Division or anything. And I I think you know really there's a really good chance that they're not going to uh, that the herd's not going to win the East this year either. Well, their destiny's out of their I'm hands not. right now. I mean, that's a possibility because they could they could win out. Let's say they went out. So what yep. if Middle Tennessee wins out? Or what if Middle just drops one and it's a tie between Marshall and Middle? Middle wins. 
Exactly. Yeah, the destiny's out of their hands, so they've got to hope that Middle loses twice and then they can run the table. And I think Western Kentucky is a lot better than what I thought they were going to be, at least in league, at least in conference. They're a lot better. And they might be the team that yeah. wins East Division. Now that, I, you, I, I kind of agree with you there. I think they would be favored over Marshall at this point. So Marshall's yeah, got to win this game. This is an important game. I mean, I, I hate to use the term must win, but again, yeah, I don't want to say they're desperate, but yeah, you're, you're, you're almost there because there's a lot of football to be played, but you don't lose this game and then have any hope of, of playing for a conference championship because then you're two in the hole. Right. Well, it is a must win game, and you're right. I mean, it's. You don't want to. You you may not want to say it's a must-win game, but yes, it is a must-win game. <laughs> the facts are the facts. Yeah, you know, there. Your aspirations uh, conference championship. Well, you um, you win your you win your opener uh, at home, and you I win your opener on the road, and you, you off you go. And for this season going in, I would say that winning the conference championship, if Marshall wins a conference championship, would be only achieving a secondary goal anyway. You know, I I don't think the Conference USA is going to get realistically going to get a nod into the uh, Access Bowl over you know over the conference winners from uh, from the AAC or the uh, or the Mountain West. I don't think that's going to happen. Even if Sunbelt, don't forget Sunbelt. I think the Sunbelt right now is ahead of the uh, Conference USA. I mean Appalachian State especially. Appalachian State could get in, but, but you know in terms of you know, if you take an undefeated CUSA champ and have him compete for that spot against a you know one or two loss team from the AAC or the Mountain West, uh, I don't. I think uh, Conference USA comes in. Uh, you know, doesn't make the ball over those. That's the problem. So I think realistic primary goal would be to finish in the top maybe twenty twenty five. And to you know be in the Zagarian rankings, be in the top forty or forty-five, that would be a realistic goal. And that's where Marshall should be at this point in Doc's career here. You know, but we're not, and it doesn't appear we will be. So I guess I'll let you go. Well, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you change that because the Americans getting better, Mount West is getting better, Sun Belt's getting better. And Conference USA needs a lot of help. Uh, we're going to turn our attention to this old Dominion game when we come back from break. Uh, we've got Ted Alexander. He's going to join us. We're going to talk to him about the contest between Marshall and Old Dominion. And uh, later on, uh, we'll get your phone calls back in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More on the way. It's The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. One everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us on the program now, he is the play-by-play voice of Old Dominion, Ted Alexander, with us. And Ted, good talking to you again. It's been a while since we've done this, and uh, this is um, this is going to be an interesting game we got coming up on Saturday. Uh, two teams that I, I don't want to say they're desperate for a win, but a win would go a long way in uh, making the program uh, point in the right direction, I guess, for both teams. I don't know about you guys. I know at least one program for whom this Saturday is a, a desperate win. Monarchs uh, have lost four in a row after winning opening night and uh, haven't looked good doing it uh, lately. And so it's time to uh, see if they can put together a better performance in Huntington. 
is this the best one in four team in America? It feels like every time Old Dominion's on a losing streak, we look at the teams they lose to, we look at how they lose, and you think, wow, um, a couple plays here, a couple plays there, and all of a sudden they might have two, three, four wins. Couldn't every team in the country say the exact same thing for the most part? I mean, yeah, there are a couple of plays you would have wanted to have back, you know, a couple of mistakes here and there, but that's what makes football games and winners and losers. Uh, Monarchs defensively are much better than they have been in the past. The problem has been the offense and the inability to get the chunk plays and therefore score some points, putting all the pressure on the defense. And unfortunately, they haven't been able to, uh, to, to shut out everybody. That's why it's been a one and four start. The defense has got Marshall's attention, but the quarterback has got Marshall's attention as well. Uh, Talking to the players earlier this week, uh, it feels like every week there's a quarterback on the other side of the field that can beat the herd on his feet, and you've got one in Stone Smart. Stone Smart's a junior college guy from Sacramento. He's come in. He hasn't gotten the help that he needs uh, to develop, and that means the offensive line help, the uh, wide receiver help, because they're young and injured. Uh, you know, you lose guys like uh, Travis Fulgham and Jonathan Duhart to the NFL, you're going to have a drop-off, and the playmakers haven't really emerged. Therefore, oftentimes, Smart's running for his life, and that means rollouts, and you, you, know, you, you can't throw it as well when you're rolling out. You can't see your guys as well rolling out, and the guys haven't made plays for him, and, and that makes it tough to, to move the chains. It's stone running for his life most of the time. Let's go back to that desperation part. Uh, both teams are on losing streaks right now, and uh, I know with Old Dominion, this isn't the season that uh, was expected. Uh, how are things with the fans? Uh, did I hear right? The, the last game was not a sellout? Correct. That is correct. At 18,000, the new uh, Cornblow Field at Esther Ballast Stadium seats 21,944. And it was a, a day that was about 25 degrees cooler than the week before. But that, those, those are just excuses. Uh, the team hasn't played very well, and they've made mistakes at critical times. And that gets the uh, those that follow the team with their heart and soul a little grumpy. You guys know all about that in, in uh Herd Nation, and it's just a, a fact of life these days. People who have their their platforms are going to make themselves heard, especially when they're grumpy. Yes, we know a lot about grumpy herd fans as well, and so that makes this game a, a very important game. But uh, what's uh, what's the mood going into this uh, as far as the team uh, is? Is it you know heads down? Are they excited that they get another shot at this? Somewhere in between? What's the mindset here? I think uh, the coach Wilder got together his leadership council, the, the seniors and captains on the team, those you know top 10, 12 guys that are the real leaders, met with them Monday morning and, and said, what, what would you guys like to do? What can we do to, to get this ship turned around? They said, we want to practice harder against each other more. So they've been going at each other all week long. Uh, and uh, perhaps that's to the, at the expense of perhaps uh, uh, preparation for Marshall, but they need to get themselves right before they can think about beating anybody. I think mentally they're doing pretty well. They're a young team, you know, graduating 22 seniors with a total of like 45 new guys that hadn't played coming into this season, now getting some starring roles. It's, it's just a process. Sometimes you lose patience with the process, but it's a process nonetheless. We talked about that defense earlier, and that's really gotten the attention of this Marshall squad uh, coming into this contest, one of the best run defenses in the country. Marshall, very good at the run, so this is really strength versus strength, it feels, this week. I think that's one of the better matchups. What is it, three in the league, rushing versus three in the league, defending the run? Uh, that's that's going to be huge. 
Uh, and what will also be huge is whether the Monarchs can string together enough first downs to get into position to score and then cash in. Keep in mind, last week against Western Kentucky, they had everything on a platter in front of them with two turnovers inside the 20. They only came away with three points, and that was huge. They shot themselves in the foot with sacks and with silly penalties, and it cost them points. Yes, same thing with Marshall. Um, When we were talking to the players earlier this week, uh, they keep saying, got to execute better, make a play. And they say that over and over again. I just flat out asked them, okay, so how do you make a play? And um, you got some different answers, but a lot of them say it's just mental. Uh, is that what you're getting as well on the uh, Old Dominion side? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you, you got to have some ballers out there who say, even if they haven't played before, it's like, hey, you're getting a shot. Go go seize the moment. Carpe diem here and go out there and make a play and be better than the guy next to you. And you've got to have that mindset before you hit the field, before you can accomplish that mission. And it seems that getting to that mindset, while it's totally natural for some, isn't natural for others, and therefore they have to learn how to do that. And that can be a process. Joining us on the program, he's the voice of Old Dominion, Ted Alexander, and this Saturday, uh, important game for both these teams. Uh, I know only one loss in conference isn't doomsday, but it, it feels like uh, this is going to be a make-or-break game for either team because Western Kentucky is a surprise to me, and uh, you've seen them. You know what they're about. Uh, how good are they or how surprised are you that they're right now are on top of this conference? Well, they have a defense that's better. And uh, Tyson Helton, a new head coach, comes with all the quarterback uh, whisperer credentials, but he's got the defense playing really well. They beat uh, Old Dominion 20-3. Uh, to 3. Monarchs left some points on the, on the field, as I told you. Uh, they're improved. They're 3-0. and They're only three wins of the year, all in conference, so they're off to a great start. Now, what will happen when they play some of the traditionally more powerful teams in the league? We'll have to wait and see. But, uh, you know, you can't they, – they've done what they had to do so far in conference, and that's a 3-0 and start. Yeah, they look good so far. And uh, this game, of course, uh, this is going to be a, a game that's going to get somebody healthy real quick. Uh, what do you think Old Dominion is going to have to do to come in Huntington and get the win? I think, first of all, what they're going to have to do is realize, all right, the herd is having their trouble as well. So don't be totally intimidated like you might often be going to Huntington because it's such a great tradition there and, and a great place to play and, and, and just a lot of history. So you got to get that out of there. You've got to go in there and realize the things they've done to lose games, especially the last two weeks, are totally self-inflicted. Play a clean ball game. Have confidence in your ability to play a clean ball game. Go out there and do it and you know control the clock. They've done a much better job of that with the running game this year. Control the clock a little bit and then just seize those opportunities to score when they pop up. What have you seen? I know you're looking at this Marshall team, and this Marshall team's picked to win the East Division, and, and right now this is not the record of a team picked to win the East Division. Uh, what have you picked up that maybe we haven't yet, or what are you seeing out of this team? I, I see in this day and age, as we talked about earlier, you know, it's the let's go to let's jump to conclusions at the earliest time possible. I don't think you panic yet. I think Middle Tennessee is always a tough place to play. You shot yourself in the foot a couple of times as well. So there are reasons. Those are correctable things. When you do it to yourself, that's correctable. And so these things are correctable. But if you're Marshall, you need to defeat Old Dominion on Saturday and then get on with your lives. You can't be messing around with the Monarchs. Meanwhile, the Monarchs, the underdog in this one, will, will have to go out there and sort of play loose and play well and not make mistakes. 
Ted Alexander is our guest. He calls all the action for Old Dominion. And uh, as we mentioned, you got some new digs there. Things are looking uh, looking up for uh, fans as far as the stadium's concerned. Uh, haven't had a chance yet to to see all the uh, the new niceties that's uh, going on. But uh, Old Dominion is really uh, that program that a lot of potential we've talked about before. You're bringing them into Conference USA for that potential. And uh, facility-wise, uh, Old Dominion continues to uh, to impress. Well, the new stadium is, is is it's a big boy stadium. You know, before we 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 went with the history of Foreman Field, and that was what was available, and so we played in it and that type of thing. But now it's it's a real football stadium with a real press box. Can't wait till Steve Cotton and the gang get a chance to to see that. And it's just a better place for fans with seat backs and bench backs and more room and better concessions and more restrooms. All those types of things improve the the patron experience. And in this day and age, when it's hard to get anybody to get off their couch to go do anything. Uh, you've got to make it a, a fun experience and an improved experience. And I think they've done that at ODU. Now, the reason I bring that up is uh, last time we had um, some question that there could be a vacancy in the American. Uh, one team that came up time and time again, and yeah, I brought them up as well, as a, a highly uh, sought-after properties. Old Dominion maybe in the best position of most Conference USA teams to make that leap. Uh, you know, you feel... It's probably not coming anytime soon. The phone call's not coming, but you know, Old Dominion seems like they're still putting themselves in that position. They might be the first to go when an opening finally comes up. We'll see what that happens. You know, I'll believe all of that when I see it. Uh, what you have to do is go out there and every single day do your best in terms of, of performance and recruiting and academics and facilities and do your best and organically let it happen. You're not going to fool anybody in this day and age, and and, and smoke and mirrors them into becoming a, a, a member of a, of a different conference. So just go live your life, do your thing like you do it. And if the call comes, it comes. If not, you're still doing it in a place you love and, and enjoy doing everything you do. So I mean, that's the, that's the way I try and look at it. Of course, you want to put your best foot forward all the time, but you'd want to do that whether you're flirting with another conference or not. I don't know. You're playing a big boy schedule already. Uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia, East Carolina. You got to play that. Uh, I mean, you look at the score and you think, wow, this um, this is a pretty solid schedule here. So I think that's what's got a lot of people, I guess, giving Old Dominion respect, even though the record isn't what it should be. And that's what we were getting from the players earlier as well, is that the record does not define this team right now. And, um, yeah, I, I'm i looking I, for a close I, game. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you there. You know, the, this team had uh, number 21 Virginia down in their own building, 17 nothing and was dominating the football game. A pick six, a bad decision by uh, an inexperienced quarterback led to, to uh, Virginia getting back in the ball game. And then like a good football team would, they got their sea legs, they took a deep breath, and they realized, hold it, we're the 21st-ranked team in the country. Let's turn up the defense and play better offensively. That's why they scored 28 unanswered points in Charlottesville. But yes, this team at times has played very, very well, especially on the defensive side. It's what can be done offensively that determines whether or not the Monarchs will compete with the herd on Saturday. Well, if both teams decide they want to run the ball and we uh, we have uh, a ground game attack and very few timeouts, I'm sure nobody will complain as well because uh, you know you're, you've been at Marshall games before. They last a long time with uh, with that passing <laughs> offense. You know it's going to be five or six hours. It'll feel that way. We'd like to warn our affiliates we will be running over, Ted Koppel used to say, and we've all said that watching Conference USA games the last several years. Not for the Monarchs, though. They love they, – it's interesting. You know, you look at the time of possession, and they've had drives to start games that have gone six and a half, seven and a half minutes, and that's music to the ears of 
Bobby Wilder and company because he wants to limit possession, especially when you're playing a, a team that's as balanced as Marshall, who can get the long play going, the chunk play going. You want to keep that O off the field as much as possible. Yeah, I used to call it conference NBA the way it was going back and forth, back and forth. But uh, I don't think we're seeing that on Saturday. Uh, I'm excited because I really uh, I can't wait to see the matchup with uh, Brendan Knox, especially going up against that Old Dominion run defense. Uh, this is um, the record does not, I think, really indicate what kind of good matchup we're going to see on Saturday. The thing is, when you go to Marshall and you're Old Dominion, uh, an institution that's been playing football for all of eleven years, when you go to Marshall, it's always a measuring stick. It's always a good barometer because Marshall has been the cream of the crop at Conference USA, whether or not at the top, but up and near the top as a program. So if you can go and compete in their house, which hasn't happened yet, the only win that the Monarchs have in a series of the first five games was at Old Dominion in 2016. But if we can go to Huntington and compete and play well and, and get a couple of landed punches, I think that'll do well for everybody because we need this rivalry to get better and better. And Conference USA needs more big boy rivalries. I agree with you completely because uh, just looking at the schedule, and we've talked about this before, that Old Dominion's main rival, probably not Marshall, Charlotte, right? Would that be fair to say in this league? Well, it depends. You know, if, if you're looking at your definition of rivalry, it means you play games and both teams have won, and the games when you play them mean something. And I think, uh, you know, you add the basketball piece to this whole thing, and I think Marshall, Marshall's as good a rival as we've had. I think, you know, you can put Charlotte there for proximity's sake, but uh, when have the games between the Monarchs and the 49ers meant anything? It's a fair point, and uh, basketball has heated up, and I can't wait for you to get to the Henderson Center. Uh, Dan D'Antoni has uh, decorated the place again. He's got a new floor He's got new wall graphics. I'm sure you're going to take a peek at everything because uh, you know Dan D'Antoni. Uh, it's never Does enough. He have a new T-shirt, though. He got a new T-shirt this year. He said he's got two on the way. I asked him about that. He said he's got <laughs> two on the way. For some reason, he thinks that um, people have more money so they can afford two is something what he said. There we go. There we go. That's good. And you haven't seen the court yet. The, it's old school Marshall, if you if you haven't seen it yet. They've taken the old Marshall logo, the old Marco and put it on top of the uh, the current Block M. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. And I'm a, I'm a huge uniform and, and optics guy. I can't wait to see it, and uh, and we'll see. Sometimes the cursive Marshall doesn't come across as well as I'm sure Herd fans would hope, but uh, the results on the fields of play and on the courts have always been good. Yes, sir. Uh, appreciate you joining me today. I'm looking forward to it. We'll get you in here on Saturday, and uh, I tell you what, uh, this is uh, – an important game. I'm hoping the fans show up. You know how fickle fans are. Uh, oh, no doubt about it. What kind of day you have for us? I'm just going to say it's going to be a beautiful day. I'm going to lie to you and say hey, it's going to be a beautiful day. It. It's going to be football <laughs> weather. It's going to be fall football weather. And that's just what I'm going to tell everybody. So no, no chance of rain, none of that, no excuses. Get out, watch this football game. Hey, here, here's the sign of uh, sign of the day here. We had a tweet uh, after the game on Saturday. People were talking about the crowd and said, well, you know, some people said it was cold. It was 64 degrees at kickoff. <laughs> that's cold, isn't it? That's, that's my, chilly. That's, that's pretty chilly. That's my kind of weather. Ted, looking forward to seeing <laughs> you on uh, Saturday. We'll get you in here and uh, have a good time uh, this one. And uh, I can't wait for basketball. I mean, as much as I'm excited for this one, basketball is where I'm really excited for. Always look forward to coming to Huntington. Look forward to this weekend. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate it. Moment of the drive.
Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, we still have uh, another couple hours of herd coverage for you. It's going to be inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. Not on the premises this week, so uh, it's going to be a grab bag and a smorgasbord of things. And that's all coming up tonight following the show. And then after that, we're going to have Doc Holliday show your opportunity to hear from the head coach himself. And if you can make your way to Fat Patties, you get the chance to talk to him on the crowd mic and ask him a question about the upcoming game. So it's all coming up tonight, and it starts following this show right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Uh, we'll give you an opportunity here in a minute to uh, – be back in on the phone lines, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to join us on the Miller Lite phone lines. You can also tweet me at Paul Swan. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Do you think that Marshall and Old Dominion could really be a rivalry? A true sense of the word rivalry. Now, Marshall, Western Kentucky, that's a rivalry. But Marshall, Middle Tennessee... Man, that's got some rivalry aspects to it as well. But those two schools that I just mentioned, they like to get after each other more. There's a lot more history there. And then you've got Marshall and Old Dominion. And in basketball, it's it's kind of gotten heated up. I think that's a fair point. Then we look at football. What if Old Dominion can get the win? Does that turn us into maybe all of a sudden, oh, this might be something? I mean, geographically, there is a lot more proximity than some of the other teams in Conference USA. And if this is a a rivalry that you look forward to, then it's going to generate a lot more interest. I think that's what some of the things uh, college football uh, really brings to the table that I think is missing for Marshall. I mean, you can't tell me Marshall's true rival in Conference USA. You can't do it because there isn't a true rival. Maybe a secondary, third team because as far as Western Kentucky is concerned, yeah, Marshall's not the primary rival. Middle Tennessee, I'm going to say not Marshall. Old Dominion, yeah, you heard Ted Alexander earlier, and if you missed the, Ted, all you have to do is go back to get the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can grab that. He's like, look, Charlotte's not maybe the rival. Marshall, this thing's heating up a little bit more. So there's some interest here in making this the rivalry game. And, it's sport-dependent, I think, because soccer can tell you, hey, you know what, Kentucky. Kentucky's our rival in soccer. Well, okay, Kentucky is everyone's rival probably, but at the same time, Kentucky's not in conference, you want say, but for one sport, for soccer. And volleyball can tell you, hey, it's a different team. And you know what, baseball can tell you, hey, it's a different team. I mean, there could be sport-dependent rivalries here based on past performances, But in football, you're desperately looking for a rival. You need one. You don't have that. You just don't. Used to in the Southern Conference, you can look at Chattanooga and go, okay, Marshall-Chattanooga, that that was the college basketball rivalry that defined Marshall basketball for a while. Those two teams got after each other, and it was great. And I don't know if there is that true – team maybe old dominions fit in the bill here maybe you put them up front and say here they are basketball anyway this could be your rival maybe this is your rival not your travel partner western kentucky no interesting but no it could be old dominion we'll see 
I'm interested in seeing how far this one goes, though. But uh, I like the concept of it. But again, it's hard to it's hard to really have a rivalry in a conference like this because I mean I don't know too many Old Dominion grads. I don't know anyone really. Can't interact with them. I mean, and maybe you you don't base it just on that, but it's it's different with Ohio because I know a lot of Ohio grads. I know I work with some, and even though Ohio is not the primary rival for Marshall, it's fun because you can interact and you can go back and forth, and, and that makes it fun. But you know, Old Dominion, I don't know if you're going to have that. Maybe Old Dominion comes in here and wins all of a sudden. Uh, you don't like them as much. That's a, a very strong possibility. We're going to take our next break, and uh, we'll keep the phone lines open for you at 877-420-8255. That is 877-420-TALK. That's the Miller Lite phone line. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We're going to wrap the show up when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Final segment, today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. And coming up next, we're going to have Inside Herd Athletics. It is usually with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. Instead, it is absent the athletic director, so that's coming up next. That's okay. Mike Kurtner's still there. You're good. You're, you're, you've got one of the mics. They like to call themselves Mike and Mike. Just, just humor them. And then after that, you've got the Don Holiday Show. That's coming up live from Fat Patties, all right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And then after that, we've got Thursday Night Football, New York Giants taking on the New England Patriots, and that will immediately follow the Doc Holiday Show. On our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340, it's going to be Game 5 between Tampa Bay and Houston. And that elimination game, again, on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So a lot of football action tonight in college ranks, of course, with the Thursday night game. Baseball action continuing. And for those of you who um, don't want to watch any of that, uh, you can, of course, uh, do what I do. I'm a flip on the ESPN Plus and let's see who's on the ice tonight. That's going to be my plan tonight. I'm going to be watching a little bit of this uh, Tampa Ray game with Houston. Probably, uh, I I don't know. I I don't know if the Thursday night matchup is uh, going to hold my interest enough. Uh, If New York can keep it competitive, maybe I'm going to keep uh, locked in on that one. Uh, Probably definitely skipping the college football action tonight. Syracuse, NC State. I mean, nothing there for me, really. Uh, UL, Monroe at Texas State. No, not so much. Bethune-Cookman at North Carolina Central. That's coming up on the U. Uh, Not much there for me to check in on. So uh, I think basically I'm going to go pro tonight. And, well, hopefully we get a better baseball game tonight. Let's not get a game where we have 10 runs scored in the first. Even though it was the Cardinals, a team that I detest against the Braves, another team that I detest probably more so than the Cardinals, it was the Braves getting hammered 13-1. 10 runs in the first, it's it's pretty much over. And I'm okay with that. I was completely on board with all of that. Did not really feel sad. Didn't feel bad for the Braves at all. Braves fans didn't feel bad for you either. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to say what it is in my mind. It's not compassion for you. 
that's going to do it for this edition. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, Friday edition. We'll talk a little high school. We'll talk a little Marshall Old Dominion. We'll get your phone calls in. We'll do it all tomorrow on the Friday edition of the show. For our producer, who um, I'm still blaming for the sinus troubles I have, one Gabriel Sellers. I thank you, Gabriel. I appreciate it. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.